0: Hello and welcome to The Leaderverse with your hosts, Drew Lee, Lucas Sheradin, and me, Jesse Button. If there's one thing that we know for certain, it's that times, they are a-changin' on a global scale. The question is, how are you feeling and how are you dealing with it? I'm so excited for today's conversation. Let's jump right in today on The Leaderverse.
1: Change. You know, change is inevitable. Uh, how you deal with it is going to be optional and things, I think, I think we could all agree things are changing rapidly in, on a global scale. They're changing rapidly on a political scale. They're changing rapidly in industry, in, uh, different professions. Economically, there's a lot of change happening in the world. It, it almost feels like 2020 ish all over again for a different reason.
2: So how Did do we you- deal with change? Yeah, well, Drew, here's the one caveat i put there before we dive into that, because there's going to be a percentage of people who hear that word and say, oh, I love change. <laughs> and while that is true, here's what I would also push back and say, yes, you probably do. But no one likes imposed change.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I was. you're nicer than I was. Someone that says, I love change. <laughs> My immediate reaction is liar.
2: Yeah. Well, but the thing is, is what they're thinking is, well, I like change because I like to impose change. I like to yes. change things
1: up. I, like, I like
2: change on my terms.
0: People like variety too. Yes. Sometimes when That's they... right.
2: That's right. And so when, what I think specifically is how do we handle it when there's imposed change, when there's, uh, like in the, the real estate market that we're in is like, my goodness, 8% plus interest rates a pending legal action that may fundamentally change commission structures, brokerages are struggling, real estate agents. I mean, there's so much change going on. And while some will complain about it, I know intellectually, even though it doesn't always translate to my, my, my emotions, every change can be an opportunity for someone who could seize the, who could see the opportunity inside the problem. And I'm sorry for those people who want to word parse me and say, I don't have problems. I have opportunities. I'm sorry. There are opportunities and there are times that it's just a freaking problem. Call (laughs) it what it is. Yeah.
1: Well, when change occurs, it's a problem until you figure out a solution. I don't care what (laughs) you You say. You can say it's an opportunity. Okay. Have you solved it? No. All right. Well, then it's still an opportunity that you don't know what the F you're going to do to get out of it. Oh, or he came
2: crazy. close. He came close. He came you know? close in front of this Baptist pastor, didn't he, Jesse? We I mean, it saw can it. be it yeah. can be a
1: challenge, a problem, an opportunity until you find a solution. I don't care what you call it. It's still something you haven't fixed. You haven't solved and you haven't figured out a course or
2: direction. And Drew, here's the other thing on top of that is. There are emotion, real, like valid, real emotions when something changes. Uncertainty brings fear, uncertainty brings yes. anxiety. And when people are yes. scared, they do weird stuff. And when I'm scared, I do weird stuff. And so it's like navigating change and all the emotions that come with that, man, that, that is leadership. How do we do this? And when everybody stops and looks to the leader like, okay, that just, the bomb just went off. What do we do now? And you better, we better have a, a path or a system that we can, we could lean into.
1: That's exactly right. And so, I, I would say when change happens, the first thing you we've got to do as human beings is just acknowledge there's something going on. There's something different there. There, there, there are actually phases of change that we go through as human beings. And the first thing that happens is we tend to resist it. We, we can say, I love change as a human being, we're actually averse to it because, you know, what are we traditionally we're hunters, we're gatherers, we're, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, find shelter, find sustenance, find food, water, uh, build relationships, build tribe, build communities, flourish, reproduce. And then, you know, in an ideal world, you move on to your spirituality, your, your ultimate self-actualization or your highest belief, your highest your highest level of awareness, consciousness, et cetera. Mm, well, good. change happens and we just have an aversion to it. Naturally, we resist. And then we eventually, what what happens next is we tend to gather evidence of why this either is a good thing or a bad thing. Because we're always looking to make sense and solve a problem in our mind. We don't like unfinished stories, so we'll work to fill them in. Here's what's going to happen. You ever notice that we do that? I do that myself. I'm like, okay, so here's what's going on. All right, that's change. And in order to process change, I start predicting the outcome. And how do you predict an outcome? You go gather evidence that supports your outcome. Oh, this is going to happen next. And here's the evidence that says this. And here's going to be the outcome. So, so, Step one, we resist. Step two, we gather evidence that supports our vantage point. Step three, we accept that change is happening or it's happened. Step four is we eventually become indifferent to it. That's where we just stop resisting the change. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, economically, affordability is an all time low and interest rates are 8%. Okay. There's nothing I can do about that. Nothing any of us can do about that. There are options and, and things you can do to, you know, buy downs and there they're just, there are things you can do to improve your situation. That's just currently what we're dealing with. And then you eventually, you know, as you become indifferent to the situation, you start finding solutions and you move on until the next cycle occurs. So as these unknown and changes occurring all around us, how do you each and every one of us process for ourselves, so we don't go on an emotional roller coaster or tilt? How do we keep moving forward?
2: There's a, a couple of things I just posted about this in in the Facebook in our Leaderverse Facebook group, and it's it's funny because I'm watching the the chats that are coming up now, and there, there's a lot of great conversation, but. For me, I, I think initially is number one is to remember that nothing lasts forever. So how I feel right now is a temporary feeling. It's going to ebb and flow. And even the change upon us, like we talk about interest rates, that, that's not going to last forever. It could get worse. It could get better, but it's not going to last forever. Nothing lasts forever. And, uh, you know, as a former pastor, I should remember that, but I don't. It's like I think whatever's happening now is permanent and it's going to forever be. No, it I, nothing lasts forever. Everything is temporary. So never make a permanent decision based upon a temporary situation. Mm-hmm. Number two is, I, I don't know about you, Drew. We, we, I had a coach that helped me with this and and great coaches do this. And, and by the way, I think in the middle of change, the only line item you should never, ever, ever, ever cut is a coach. A good one. Now, if they suck, cut them. <laughs> but if they're a good coach, right? Because a coach said, okay, Lucas, I want you to go to 30,000 feet. I remember Mike used to say that all the go to 30,000 feet. I'm like, what? He says, 30,000 feet, look down. What does it look like? And it's like, whoa, the change of perspective. Like when you're on an airplane, the world looks a lot different. That house that I paid $1.5 million for is just a speck, right? It's like, it's just a dot. Like, yes. oh my gosh, we work so hard for dots. Yeah. So go to 30,000 feet, change the perspective. There's something liberating by a higher altitude. So with the well, attitude of low, the the alt-
1: altitude can be futuristic pacing. You can sure. Think, go, you know. go to the
2: future, see the end in mind. And then I think the yeah. third thing for me too is in the, and I have to remind myself of this, especially like I, I was made aware, my phone blew up this last weekend because of a conflict with one of the organizations I'm a part of that in the middle of change, force yourself to make sure you have a high clash of ideas and a very low clash of egos. Because in high the middle clash of, change, of
1: ideas, low clash of egos. What's that mean?
2: Yeah. It's like that idea doesn't hold Barrett because blah, 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 blah. That's a high clash of ideas. You know what, Drew? That is the stupidest idea. I can't even believe you say it. That's a high clash of ego. It's like mm-hmm. it's it, it's ta- attack the idea, not the person with the idea. And I think that we've learned. I, I agree. If I used to, I went to pastor school, right? Preacher school. And we'd get into theological, philosophical debates, and here's what the trump card would be, is they would start negating the person with the idea, not just the idea. So, like, in preacher school, they don't like Sigmund Freud. Well, if Sigmund Freud's discovered – now, I think Sigmund Freud was a weird freaking dude, but it, it, <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. But if he discovered something true, the Most idea people was, who
1: do enough cocaine to kill a small horse are a little <laughs> off. But, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but here's the thing if he has a good idea, don't discount the idea because the person was somebody that we have an abhorrence to or a disagreement with. We do that in politics, we do that in everything that we attack people behind an idea that we want to refute. Uh, refute the idea, high clash of ideas, but very low clash of ego. And yeah. that's really, really hard because ego is always the enemy. I think it, ego is just more pronounced in the middle of change and conflict because we're trying to protect and defend and. We have real emotions, we're down, we're nervous, we're scared, we're anxious, whatever, and our egos could kick in at any, and we need to be aware that that is a very real part of human, the human condition.
1: You know, another part of that, I think you're right on this. You're right on the money here. Another part of that is, uh, it's not just the ideas and the, and lowering the egos and increasing the ideas. It's also getting even more clear on who you're around that is solution focused versus problem focused. Is, is if the ideas aren't coming with solutions, they're probably showing up as complaints. We don't need anybody in your world when there is uncertainty streaming and swirling around. The last thing any of us need are people who either magnify or clarify the problems themselves without solutions. Because it, it really takes zero courage to point out what's wrong. Like any of us can do it. We're all skilled at it. My you know, my eight-year-olds can tell me exactly what's wrong. I don't like spinach. Why are onions in this meal? Like, okay. But it takes zero courage, it takes zero skill. Anybody in your organization can do it. Anybody in your world can do it. Anybody, your personal life, in your relationship, anybody can do this and they can magnify, clarify, be really crystal clear of problem, 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 problem. And one way to recognize them is if they're in your world and their sentences start with the problem is. So when we're having this high uh, clash of ideas, low egos, and you have people in your midst that say, but the problem is, or the problem is, or the problem with that is, I don't I don't need you That's in our boy. world. Yeah, I, I need, I actually, can you step out of the room or out of the building or out of my life?
2: I don't I need really everyone need around yeah. me
1: that says, how are we going to get through the next chapter or to the next page? Or in some cases, look, what has to happen to get to the end of the day in a solution-based positive encouraging way and if you'll do these things create ideas create solutions be aware of change then you'll live by the rule that you know 10 is what happens to us anyway and 90 is how we react
2: to it how we respond to it yeah i, I think like change brings out the problem highlighters and and in the middle of change, we know. Well, number one, I think we need to get clear of what exactly is the problem we're trying to solve. Because sometimes I think a problem emerges and then we try to so- solve the periphery. We don't go at actually yeah, yeah. at the problem, right? But once yes. the problem's identified, I don't need somebody else to come and say, hey, you got a problem here. Well, I know that. Yes, you know, we're all we're all ca- Captain warrior. Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so you know. There was a, um, there was an episode. I want to say it was like, uh, it might've been South park or may it was, you know, maybe it was the family guy, but they had a, they had the most ridiculous superhero in this episode and it was called captain hindsight and all captain hindsight would do is show up. And like, there was a crash or a wreck on a bridge and it's like, you know what, if you had only made this a four lane highway, not a two lane highway, this never would have happened. Thanks captain hindsight. (laughs) What would we ever do without you? Yeah, 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 Yeah. exactly. You know, nobody needs that. But what we do need is solutions. We do need to stay focused in a forward
2: direction. I I think in the middle of change, it's really helpful to, to, I think in the middle of change, your tribe really makes or breaks you. Like if you have people around you who could spot the treasure amidst all the crap and the stuff that's going on, if you have people around you who could, I, I can remember one time calling, Ben and just kind of Ben Kenny and a, when I was just really stressed out about a bunch of stuff and it was funny because Ben, Ben, like I talk fast, Ben never talks fast. And so I, I talked and Ben just let me talk until I was talked out. And then there was a long pause. I'm like, did I lose him? I looked at my phone and the, the, the timer was still going. He goes, well, seems to me all your solutions are right in front of you. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And he went, well, you just said this, that's a solution. You just said this, that's a solution. You just said this, that's a solution. It seems to me, I don't know. And it was just like, I needed a person to be a leader at that moment and let me decipher through what was emotions and what what really, I had already solved my own problems but because I was so emoted and so triggered, I couldn't see that I was solving my own problems. (laughs) I just saw the problems. (laughs) So sometimes I I, I really think that leadership loneliness thing is a real issue that we need a tribe around us. So that's why we pay to be in rooms with masterminds. That's why we, we, we partner with people. That's why we hire coaches. Cause in my weakest moment, I need a drew Lee to say, Hey Lucas, the problems I see. I hear you. I, however, I think the solution is all right in front of you and you're closer to the breakthrough than you think. So. It's like that person that sits in the passenger
1: seat and says, I, you know, Hey, you can go around that car. Like there's nothing, there's nothing ahead of that truck. You ever been in the fast lane you're on, you know, and, and I'm sure if you're, if you're a driven person, you're, you're really impatient. You're like, why is this car in front of me going slower in the left-hand lane? You know, uh, you have that person that's sitting in the passenger side and they have just enough of a purview and peripheral and perspective that says, Hey, there's nothing around this truck. Like you, you, you can, you can get over and you could go around and there's, there's nothing except open highway, but you and as the driver, you can't see it. Sometimes as the driver, there's a lot we can't see. There's blind spots. We all have them. Who are the people that you're surrounding yourself with that want the same thing, want the same things for you? Like they want you to succeed. They want you to win. You know, I, I saw, it was a meme I saw a while ago and, and, I, and I fell in love with it and just said, you know, you can't beat me because I want you to win too. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I had the general philosophy of, all right, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to get through any kind of adversity and change. And, um, and we've made it through a hundred percent of our most difficult day. Everyone listening, myself included, you know, the person in the mirror, I have made it through hundred percent of my most difficult day on this planet you have made it through your most difficult day in your life and you've made it through a hundred percent of them so there was a there was a you know it wasn't maybe you know 30 40 let's see i was probably 17 18 so it's been it's been wow it's been 30 (laughs) years (laughs)
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> but,
1: you, know, you think about it it's like okay um 30 years ago the the uh, the internet was a new thing and and you know you got online and it was like <laughs> you know for those that remember dial up and for you younger people out there that's what the internet used to sound like when you would log in you just didn't click a button you didn't log in you had to go through this process and then it took forever but the internet was a new thing, and the internet scared a lot of industries. You know the real estate industry as a whole was terrified because the consumer was all of a good all of a sudden going to have access to information they'd never had access to before. We were the keepers of all the information. We had everything about every home. we could tell all the history of it. they had to, they had to come through us if they wanted to know more. And then we made information available to all. And there was a lot of people that said, well, what what happens if the real estate agent becomes irrelevant as, as the consumer has access to all this information, what, what happens to us? And we, we found, we actually, we thrived by having and being able to educate the consumer and then being able to do their own research and and look up information. And it's actually accelerated our pathway to be able to do more, to grow and scale our business more effectively, and positive change came out of it. Think of all change is there will be positives. there will be negatives. There will be ultimately change. What will you make or create out of changing environments? So you're better. Your business is better. your life is better. your relationships are better when it's all said and done. Hmm.
0: I gained um gained a lot of hope from this conversation, especially. When you and Lucas just step one, acknowledge that. So, all right. So I'm, uh, if I'm an agent on one of your teams and the leader of the team is saying, it's all right, no, economy's fine. It's going to be fine. We've been through something like this before. No problem. Well, that, I don't feel any better, sir. Um, And it makes it really, really difficult. So if you take, I think if you take, gosh, nothing else from this conversation, take that, Go go and acknowledge it. Where are we at? Step one. Um, that will provide hope to you, to your own self and all the people around you. But we got to know where we're at. Yeah.
1: Yes. Acknowledge reality mm-hmm. and then discover solutions for it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Control. There's a, there's a book I recently read called stay sane in an insane world. And the premise was control the controllables. If you take and you write down everything that you're paying attention to that you're arguably distracted by discouraged by concerned about worried about afraid of and you wrote it all down you're 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 being authentic and you're at least acknowledging your awareness around these things and remember we've got that internal voice that says what's that what's that oh no what about that what about that oh, ah in ah. this terrified you know individual in our head that's designed to keep you alive and it's designed to point out dangers and it's designed to point out situations and it's really really good at pointing out change mm-hmm. it's so good at pointing out where things are not the same and where that could be a risk and where that could go uh, i've said this on this podcast before it's like all right and when it's all said and done i'm living in a van down by the river or homeless living on a you know on a bench somewhere as a result of Missteps, mistakes, things that were done, things that were um, things that affected us in an inverse or an inverse way. And yet this little voice that says, watch that. Take care of that. What about that? What about that? What can I control? Control the controllables. What can I control? What can I do about it? If you say, hey, everything will be fine. All right, Pollyanna. What will you do to make them fine? Mm hmm. And the best thing that each and every one of us us can do right now, regardless of the change or the experience or what you're going through in your own world, the only thing you, one thing you can control is you can control how you'll be a better you tomorrow. What can I do to be a better me? What can I read? What can I learn? And what can I improve? Even if it's something as simple as I'm going to practice the piano for 15 minutes today, I will be better at the piano than I was yesterday. I'm going to go for a walk. I'll be healthier than I was before the walk. Mm -hmm. What will you do to make you a better version of you? You do that and all of the chaos and the noise, you'll, you'll navigate your way through it. Cause you always have Mm
0: -hmm. literally
1: you've always have, you've always navigated your way through it. That's why you are where you are today. Listening to this podcast. So go be amazing. We believe in you.